0: I'm reading today from Deuteronomy chapter 1, and I'll, I'll read just a couple of scriptures. You don't have to stand because you've been standing so so long through the service, but we know you honor God's word. Now, I, I said this last Sunday, and I didn't, I didn't preach with notes last Sunday. I, I don't really have notes today. I, I just feel God doing a stirring inside of I'm going to say a few things today. Some of them you will like, some of them you may you may not like, but that's okay because I'm going to speak what God has laid upon my heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, Moses was addressing Israel and he was reminding them of how they were brought out of Egypt and how they had rejected God at and are rejected going into the promised land and chose to believe the the two rather than the ten of the spies that went over. But in the first part of Deuteronomy, he said this, just simple, this is simple stuff. On this side, Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying you have dwelt long enough in this mount you've dwelt long enough that's that's what he began to say if you read that whole chapter you'll find him just really rehearsing the things that had happened to israel and how that they came out and all the victories that god had given them, the things that they how that they were turned back into the wilderness you remember when they rejected God at Kadesh Barnea, they, they were turned back and the Lord was angry with them because they could have went right, what took them 40 years could have taken them two years. But they were turned back to wander 38 more years in a wilderness because they did not believe that God would give them the land of Canaan. And when they got, when he got to the second chapter in verse 1, This is what he said, then we turned around and went back into the wilderness, following the route to the Red Sea, as God had instructed me. We worked our way in and around the hills of Seir for a long, long time. Then God said, you have been going, let me go back, and the Lord spake unto me, saying, let me back up just a minute. I want to read it in the King James Version and then go down to read another version. The Bible said, we took our journey in the wilderness by way of the Red Sea as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. Somebody say many days. And the Lord spake to me. This is Moses talking, saying, ye have compassed this mountain long enough. You've been here long enough. He said, turn ye northward. If you read that in the Message Bible, this is what it said. Then we turned around and went back into the wilderness following the route to the Red Sea as God had instructed me. And we worked our way in and around the hills of Seir for a long, long time. Then God said, you've been going around in circles in these hills long enough. That's the Message Bible. You've been going around in circle in these hills long enough. Go north. One more translation in the Living Bible said, Then we turned back into the wilderness toward the Red Sea, for the Lord had instructed me, For many years we wandered around in the area of Mount Seir. Then the Lord said, You have stayed here long enough. Turn north. My subject this morning is this. We have come past this mountain long enough, let's move on. Somebody say, let's move on. It's time to move on. I don't know where you are with God. I don't know everybody, individual situation with God. But at times, I have found myself marking time. If you don't know what marking time is, I used to march in the band Somebody the other day questioned me a little bit, and I said, what you don't understand is I was an all-state trumpet player. Man, I can play a trumpet. They said, really? I said, I'm still back here in the office, but I ain't pulling it out because it's been too many years. But when I marched in the band, and some of you did it in the Army and other places, but to mark time, you're just doing this. You're, you're, you're not moving forward. You're not moving backward. You're just you're marching in place. You're marking time. Does anybody understand that? So, so I find myself in the spirit marking time. I find myself not backsliding, not, not doing evil things and evil deeds, but just kind of holding my own, just kind of staying in place, not really moving forward, not moving backward, but not really moving forward. There is such a thing in living as called a rut. Does anybody ever feel like your life is in a rut? Do y'all know what a rut is? My daddy used to define it as this, a rut is nothing more than, than, than a grave with both ends knocked out of it. You can die in a rut. A rut well, it, it, just, it just causes uh, your life to be miserable. You know, you get up, you go to work, you come on how, how many of you, come on now, I want to be honest, just stay with me for a few minutes here today. How many of you in this room sometimes just get tired of being in a rut? You want, I'm talking about your natural life. I'm not talking about anything spiritual. You, you don't have to dodge right here. I'm just asking you, do you get tired sometime going to bed at X hour, getting up at X hour, uh, going through whatever routine you have? I don't eat breakfast very seldom. So, so I get my coffee, and I sit in my recliner. My wife gets her coffee. She sits in her chair. We talk a little bit. She goes to work. I do what I do every day and I read my Bible and, and I have my prayer and I have my time with the Lord and then I get up and I go through my day. And, and a lot of times it's the same thing over and over and over. And, and, and to live in a rut is sometimes very monotonous. It can sometimes take the, the, the thrill and the joy out of really living. But I want to preach a little bit today about spiritual ruts and about marking time and about not moving where God wants us to move. For I feel, as this scripture has spoken many, many times to me over the years, I feel like this so today. We have compassed this mountain long enough, we have stayed circling this mountain enough it is time for us to move into deeper waters in the Holy Ghost. It's time for us to move into the realm of the fivefold ministry and the gifts of the Spirit like we never have before. There is a revival in the womb of every child of God and we need to quit marking time and start wading out deeper into the things of God and moving higher into the the things of God, until we attain what the Lord wants in this church, hallelujah. I jotted a few things down. Let me just say something i don't want to hurt your feelings today if you're new here, please just know this i don't I, I don't try to to sugarcoat this. I'm just going to tell you like it is. I live past the day of trying to impress anybody. I'm not here to preach you a pretty sermon today. As a matter of fact, I, I told God, God, I'm not into preaching sermons today, but would you let me have a message that would dig deep into the heart of every person in this sanctuary today. We need to be moved by the Holy Ghost on this Sunday morning. That's what we really need from God. And if I step on your toes I'm sorry but the truth is the truth. When we when we walk with God and when we do what we ought to be doing with God, we ought to be moving in the spirit and with the Spirit. The Bible said if you walk after the flesh you do the things of the flesh. But when you live after the Spirit you will do the things of the Spirit. Our thinking's got to change. Our mindset has to change. Our ways have to change. We can't be of this world. The Bible said come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and I will be your God and you will be Be my sons and daughters if we're going to live the way God wants us to live. It's going to have to be living in and after and with the Spirit of God upon us. I was thinking while they were singing up here today, I thank God for this group. I felt your sincerity today. I felt your, your, the vibrations of the Spirit coming off of you today. And when Carter began to speak this morning, I grabbed Carter a few weeks ago, and I said, Carter, God's got an anointing on your life. Don't you ever forget what God's doing. God's got And I believe that, Carter. I don't mean to single you out, but when you, when you spoke this morning, it reminded me. Let me tell you what it comes from, being full of the Holy Ghost, You don't get it by having talent. You don't get it by having just the mechanisms of personality. I want to tell you what moves the people and what moves the church and what moves God. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout amen. Everybody, will you you hear me today? All the new people, all the old people, all of you that's been around a long time, nothing will work in this church like a good old-fashioned baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. In case you're wondering today, this is a Spirit-filled church. And I believe people ought to be filled with the Spirit. Does anybody believe that with me? If you already have the Holy Ghost... You need a renewing. If you hadn't received it yet, honey, I hate to tell you, but you're about to get it. I'm like Jeff Ferris. You're gonna receive the Holy Ghost, and you don't even know it. God's about to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, because this church. I, I spoke with our, our my, my my comrades here, brother Chase and brother Roy was in the office this week, and we were talking. And I said, I don't ever want to become like one church I heard of. I don't call names in the. But the leader of that church stood up and he said we have we have left that out of our preaching. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. Until now 80% of our people don't receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. My God forbid that that would happen at 6680 Frontage Road. I want to tell you before we have a drummer, before we have a keyboard player, before we have an usher, before we have kid life, before we have ladies' ministry. We need a baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can't operate in it if you don't have it. Woo! I feel a little bit Pentecostal today. You want to know what's going to move this church? The Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God. Let me tell you what created the earth. The Bible said the earth was about form and void. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God can change your life. The Spirit of God can make you walk different and talk different and live different and love people and lose all the things of the flesh. The Spirit of God can do that. And I want to tell you, as a pastor of this church, we cannot operate without the Spirit of God in charge here. Come on, man, I need some help up in here today. Let me tell you, this church needs the anointing of God. In 2022, I'm praying for the anointing of God. The anointing of God. You know, in the Old Testament, they they, they took the oil and they poured on the the head of the priest and run down his face and his beard and on his garment. And it was the anointing that they put on. Look, we don't pour oil on you today, but the oil was symbolic of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost brings anointing in your life. The, The anointing of God. Let me tell you what the anointing would do. The scripture says the anointing will break the yoke. Does anybody believe that today? The anointing will break the yoke. It will tear the walls down. It will move the things that have you bound up. The anointing of God. If you're not interested in that, you're welcome to attend. But without the anointing, you don't need to be on this platform. Without the anointing, you don't be teaching sick kid life. Without the anointing, you don't need to be involved in leadership in this church. I'm just preaching now. I'm not, look, there's places here that we're going to use people and we're going to try to incorporate them into the church and pray that God gives them everything they need but without the indwelling of the Holy Ghost and without the Spirit of God in our life you can't be a leader of Holy Ghost things until you are full of the Holy Ghost see the future of the church depends upon the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire The future of the church. Does anybody believe that today? This is not a spare tire. This is not if you want it, you can have it. This is you gotta have it. You gotta get it. You gotta get anointed and baptized with it. Hallelujah! I don't know about you. I'm just saying this for me. I want everything God's got for me in 2022. I want If he wants to baptize me with the Holy Ghost every morning, I'll take that. If he wants to do it again every evening, I'll take that. Young people, hear me. Get the Holy Ghost. Adults, hear me. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Visitors, hear me. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will bring an anointing upon the church. I pulled our great student pastor. Don't we love Chase Hoyt and his wife, Taylor? Wow. Aren't they doing a phenomenal job? He's not perfect, neither am I. We don't have any perfect people here. I hope y'all don't get perfect because I'll be out of a job. But I pulled him aside this week and said, Chase, here's what I want you to do. So you young people, I'm warning you openly, don't have another service without taking an offering. I don't care if it's a recreation night. I don't care if it's a night of groups. I don't care if it's a night of games. I don't care if it's a night of preaching. Just a night of worship, don't have another service. And mom and daddy, don't you send them to that back there without a dollar or a quarter or 50 cents or something in their hand to put in the offering. Because let me tell you, you gotta, we got to teach our kids to give. I'm saying it to Kid Life. Martha, I'm asking you. Donnis, I'm asking you, don't let another service go by. L- l- let me tell you something else. <laughs> you know, some of you ain't going to like me right now. But I'm fixing to preach a little bit. Because you see, you can't have people teaching giving that don't give. I am. You can't have people teaching the Holy Ghost that don't have it. You can't have, you ready? You can't have people teaching faithfulness that ain't faithful. It's vision, Sunday. How many of you want this church to be the very best it can be? Here's what we gotta do. I can't teach you to pray if I don't pray. He can't teach you to pray if he don't pray. If we don't pray, we have no right to teach prayer. If I don't read my Bible, I can't tell you to read your Bible. Don't get nervous on me. Because see, I know right where I'm at. I can't teach holiness unless I'm holy. I can't preach godliness unless I'm God. You'll soon know the difference if I'm not. Are you with me today? See, when you've been around long as I have, you, you just about say what you want to and get by with it. We was eating the other day and I love old Will. He's not here today, bless his heart. His dad passed away, but he looked at me and he you know, Will Will he stutters a little bit and he said This this is an old folks place. We was at Lee's eating breakfast, all the men. And and I, I laughed. I said, guess what? I are one. I didn't reach that age. I'm an old folk. I didn't start yesterday. I've been preaching over 50 years. I've been pastoring this church 32 and a half years. I pastored another church 14 years. I didn't start yesterday. So I can say what I want to say. As long as I'm in the book, you've got to listen. If you don't like it, you, you can be wrong if you want to. You got a right to be wrong if you want to be wrong. But I'm preaching the Bible today. You cannot teach things and preach things and be a part of something if you're not a part of it. So we need a good old house cleaning. If we're going to be the church God wants us to be. Our world is sick. Our world is in trouble. The church is the only stabilizing force of this world. And I'm telling you right now, Jesus could come any moment. It's the end of time. Will you agree with me today that it's the end of time? It's the end of the age. The Lord is getting ready to come get us. Folks, we do not have time in 2022 to go through the motions. We got to get down to business with God. We got to and I've said this before and you've said it, but we have to pray like we've never prayed. We got to preach like we've never preached. We got to we got to give like we've never given. We've got to have faith in God like we've never Let me tell you, if you can be shaken in our hour you will be shaken. The times are upon us when if you're not stable, you're going to be blown Away with the chaff and not remain with the wheat. The threshing floor is here. We're in line with the times and the coming of the Lord. Let me tell you, when we when we recognize that our land is in trouble, Brother Roy quoted a scripture here on Wednesday night that I've talked to him many many times, but I turned back. I read the whole chapter today. I read what God said in Second Chronicles, Chronicles chapter seven and verse thirteen and fourteen. Here's what he said, if I shut up the heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, how many of you know we're living in that time of pestilence? COVID-19, if you want an example. It changed the whole world. It's changing us every day. But listen to me. He said, if I send pestilence among my people, here's what the Lord said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Here's the steps. You ready? Humble yourself. you got to fall before God and humble yourself. you got to say, God, I'm a nobody and you're everything. I don't belong here. I told God this morning I don't even deserve to be here. I'm not just saying words. I weep before the Lord just about every day saying, God, I don't I don't even know why I'm here, but here I am by the grace of God. I want to stay humble before the Lord. I'm not bragging about any humility of my own today, I'm just telling you that I want to humble myself before the hand of God. Seek His face, He said. Seek the face of God. How long has it been since you fell on your face, fell on your knees, tears flowed down your cheeks, and you sought the face of God? I need you today. I need to see your face today. I'm seeking the face of God. And then he said, Pray. Somebody shall pray. Pray pray, pray. He said if you'll you'll just humble yourselves and pray and if you'll seek my face and then if you'll repent, that's turning from your wicked ways. Pray and repent. He said here's what will happen. God will hear you and God will heal that land. God will hear you. He said I'll hear your prayer. I'll hear your repentance. I'll see your humility. I'll know you're seeking my face and he said I will heal your land. So here's what I'm preaching to you on a Sunday morning very quickly today. You have come past that mountain long enough. Wherever you are, quit circling. It's time to go north. It's time to do the will of God. It's time to get to where God wants you to be. Don't talk about it. Do it. Don't intend on it. Do it. Don't just say it. Do it. Don't just hear the preacher today. Go home and make a start on it. You need to move on. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise right now. Feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Feel this church. Here's my prayer. Here's my prayer on this Sunday morning. Help me out, Toby. God, baptize this church with Holy Ghost and fire. I can't give you a better vision. You know, they came to the the watchman in the Old Testament, and they would cry out, Watchman, what of the night? Scripture came to my mind this week. Watchman, what of the night? And the watchman would give an account of what he saw. Could I tell you where I'm at in the spirit today? Could I tell you where I'm at in the as the watchman on the wall of this church today? I see the night. I see the darkness. I see the sin. I see the degradation. I see the plot of this world. I see the devil's devices at work. I see the things that have consumed our time. I hope you'll understand what I'm about to say. Social media has almost destroyed our world. I'm not against it. I don't preach against it, but you better govern that. I said you better govern that. Facebook is not the Bible. You better govern that you're spending too much time there, it might do you a good thing to go on a fast and leave that behind. A Facebook. Social media. I don't care what it is. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's destroying our world. You say, I don't believe that, preacher. You believe what you want to. I'm telling you right now that there's, there's more junk and stuff started and talked about and people get involved in. From, from extramarital relationships. I quit preaching with the melon, To pornography. To hatred over political matters. I, I, I started, I really did, I started. What's that guy's name that, that preached? So so good. Um, you know, I'm up in Tennessee. Colton, you know him. What's his name, huh? Kevin Wallace. I don't know Kevin Wallace from nothing, but I wish I had his little clip to play to you today. <laughs> Man, it was powerful. It was powerful. I, I, if I had time, I'd just let him find it today. But he got up and he, and, and he just got to preaching about the times we live in. And he, he started preaching. He said, my God, he said, I'm so sick of it. Some of you believe the vaccine's going to send you to hell and you don't want the vaccine. Others have taken the vaccine and the ones that's got the vaccines are mad at the ones that don't want it and the ones that don't want it are mad at the ones that got it. I don't care if you get it or not. That ain't two hill of beans to me. But you can't let that division come into the Church. You can't let that destroy the unity of the people of God. If you want it, go get it. Just so you'll know I got it. And I ain't ashamed of it. And if somebody say you're going to die, I might die, but I'm going to die anyway. It's a shortcut to glory. Somebody told me a dime would stick to my arm. I've been sticking dimes on my arm. I can't can't get one to stick. (laughs) I, I I don't care what you do. I'm not mad at you if you don't take one. Don't take one. I don't care. But I'm just saying this. That kind of garbage is destroying the unity of the church. It's destroying the spirit of people. We don't have time for that. Let's get the Holy Ghost. Let's love one another. Let's live in unity. Let's walk before God. Let's do what the Lord wants us to do. Let's, let's walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Let's be what the Lord wants us to be. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, stand all over the house with me today. Here's what I wanted to tell you. Pull up Acts chapter 2 if you will, Brother Tommy. Because the Bible said, when, the, when they that received the Holy Ghost... They they were speaking in tongues, and those around them, and all the nations that were listed said, "These men are drunk on new wine." It was Simon Peter that stood up and said, "These are not drunken as ye suppose. Seeing it's only the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel." You ready? Go to the next verse. It shall come to pass. I want you to say it with me. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass in the last days saith God I Will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy, and your young men are going to see visions. And your own—you want to know my vision? There it is, right there. Acts two seventeen is my vision for two thousand twenty-two. God, pour out your spirit. God, let the fivefold ministry work. God, let the gifts of the spirit work and operate in this church. God, baptize us again. God, fill us all over again. God, fill this church up with tongue talkers baptized in your name. Follow the Holy Ghost in fire. Does anybody agree with me today that Acts 2.17 ought to be the vision of the 21st century church? Hallelujah. I've heard of preaching the lights out. I guess I did. It's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear me right now. The vision of this church is to be an apostolic church. The vision of this church is to be a church full of the Spirit of God. The vision of this church is to see people get up and walk that are crippled, to see the blind eyes open, to see the deaf ear hear, to see the dumb man talk. The, the vision of this church is to get back to a book of Acts revival where God baptizes us with Holy Ghost anointing every day day in and day out till we can have the moving of the Spirit of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. My, my, my. My, my, my. Hallelujah. You have surpassed this mountain long enough. Let's move on. Let's move on. Now, while you're standing, speaking of moving on, They'll get them back on in a minute. If they'll come on, I don't know. Whole thing, man, went kaplunk. If they didn't, we got enough light to do communion. Don't worry about it. In Exodus chapter twelve, the Lord was getting ready to deliver Israel out of bondage. They had been in Egypt four hundred years. They went in just a few, about seventy. They came out three to five billion strong. We don't have an exact number. But in the 12th chapter of the book of Exodus, the Bible said in verse 3, the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of the month they shall take unto them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And They shall take the blood and strike it on the two-side post and on the upper doorpost of the houses, wherein they shall eat it, and they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire, hallelujah, and unleavened bread, and with bitter herb, They shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded. Well, notice this. You're going to eat it with your loins girded, With your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand, you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Got it? For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. He said, I am the Lord and the blood somebody say the blood the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when i smite the land of egypt this ladies and gentlemen one more verse and this day shall be it to you for a memorial and you shall keep it a feast to the lord throughout your generations you shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. They were getting ready to move on. They've been there 400 years. The Lord said, it's time to move. And I'm going to show you what, here's what you got to do if you're going to get ready for the journey. And he gave us what we know as the Passover. The Jews, after that day, every year had a time called the Feast of the Passover. Why the Passover? Because when the blood was applied to the sides of the door and above the door, the angel saw that house was marked with blood, and death did not come to that house. That's in the Scriptures. Go read it for yourself. And when the death did not come, the angel of the Lord would pass over that house. So it was called the Passover. Today what we're going to do is get ready for the journey and we're going to move on because I believe that when he told them to eat with your loins girded and your staff in your hand and your shoes on your feet, he's saying, get ready, we're about to move on. I just feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm doing here today. We're about to, we're about to move on a little further than where we've already been. Today we're going to do communion. So you, you take that Old Testament Passover And the feast of the Passover. And then you find it in the New Testament. Luke chapter 22. Just listen for a moment because you need to know why we're doing what we're doing. The Bible said, and they went and found, as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, talking about Jesus, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, with desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not eat any more, or I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and said, Take this, and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread, and gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is broken, or which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after the supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. This is what happened in the New Testament. The Lord commemorating the Lord's supper, or the Passover, said, here's the bread, this is my body, here's the cup, this is my blood eat my flesh and drink my blood. One place he said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. Amen? So what we do in communion today is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I quickly go there. Paul said, for I have received of the Lord that which I delivered also to you, that the Lord Jesus the same night, what I just read to you, in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Whosoever, wherefore whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, shall many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Somebody say this with me. This will give us strength to move on. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take the Lord's body and his blood and apply it to our soul today. And we're going to commemorate the death of the Lord. Thank God for the Passover. But more than the Passover, thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ, who when you apply the blood to your soul, the death angel is going to pass over. You were born once to die twice, but if you take this and you learn to live for God and you are full of his spirit, the Bible said in John chapter 3, you must be born again of the water and the spirit, so you're born twice to die only once. You can't avoid physical death, but you can avoid the spiritual death. That makes sense to you today. We all going to die if the world keeps going. Get ready, honey. Me and you all going to the same place. Well, I don't know about after death, but I know we're all going to the graveyard. Wherever you're going to be buried, or they may take your ashes and scatter them in the sea. It don't matter. Your soul's going to live forever. Amen? So we're all headed for the same place. But but if you're born once, you're going to die a second time. If you're born twice, that's the birth that I've been talking about during this service. Then we're getting ready to make our journey even better, and we're moving on. We have could this mountain long enough. Let's take the communion together today and get strength. Get your loins girded, your shoes on, your staff in your hand. Let's do for God what we've never done before. We have been here long enough.